0: Peace and blessings. Welcome to the Send-In, Thou Shalt Not Pray. I am your hostess, the Real First Lady. On this show, we will have discussions relating to spirituality, relationships, and our one-on-one relationship with God. If it's in the book, we can talk about it here. In this episode, Dear First Lady, it's dedicated to answering emails and sharing comments of listeners and followers. Stay tuned. For more information, visit me on my website, goingpublic.live. Instagram and Facebook at The Real First Lady. Call me, leave a voice message 24 7 1 832 Lady. Let's get in this. Welcome back. And if this is your first time, welcome. Last episode, it was brand new with tags, right? And that was very, very personal for me because I am a strong advocate for service and helping others. That's my core. And so I really don't know what I would do if I wasn't able to serve. Uh, I love to see people's needs being met and I enjoy even more when I'm blessed with a test to contribute to those needs. So it feels really good. I'm kind of addicted to it because the Lord truly does recompense. I get blessed tremendously more than any man could imagine. So I guess that's why my calling is hospitality. Remember, the sheep are on the right and the goats are on the left. The sheep are on the right the goats are on the left. So we're talking about service versus non-service, okay? So you can always refer back to that episode. Is the theme for this year, 2022. Brand new with tags, okay? Now, I'm speaking on hospitality. This is a real-life situation that just recently happened. And it's a headline that I was reading. And it came across my Page when I was going through my little uh, uh research, and the headline says that there was a man shot dead outside of Loaves and Fishes Ministry, and this is in downtown Macon, Georgia, and it is the county's first homicide of 2022. Now, this is the thing though, this is a homicide that occurred at a homeless outreach center, okay? It was formed in 1967. It's a well-known ministry, and it's affiliated with a lot of different local churches. It's on Martin Luther King Boulevard of all streets, which I really get disgusted when things happen on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard of all streets, right? They need to change the name. That is not a good look. It's not. It's not really. It's not. But anyhow, this is what happened in a nutshell. There was a 45 year old man named Carlos Gordon and the missions, they serve lunch at 12 and then they serve lunch again at three. So this man, Gordon, he came at two, which was in between the meals and he was asked to come back. But apparently, uh, he reached in to grab a lunch bag and it was sitting there on the table. There was an altercation, some arguing, and he was asked to leave. And apparently, he ended up getting shot by one of the volunteers at the mission, a 30 year old man named Sewell. So, he was a volunteer for the mission. The director of the place, this is what he said. We all have a responsibility for the ministry, all of us, myself included. I'm not encouraging people to be your security. I'm just saying that we're here and we have a responsibility to make sure that everyone behaves if they don't call 911. Mm. Now, let's stop right there. Why didn't you call 911? 911. Before this even happened, why did this volunteer have a gun? Why was he hospitality and/slash security? Because those two things do not go together. They do not go together. I know people in my ministry who. Volunteer for hospitality only when food is being served. They will not volunteer to help for the planning for any other event unless food is involved. And they don't even volunteer until the day of the event when food is there. They show up early. They start packing stuff. And it's true. The comedians make jokes about it, but it is true. They do show up. They do put up things on the side, make plates and all those things. They do do that. It's true, for real. And at the end, they pack all the leftovers and take them home. These are the things that really do happen. There's a lady at a church that I was first lady of, and I was privy to enter into her home. And I don't know why, but I ended up in her garage where there was a stand up freezer. And I don't know why she was showing me something in there. I think she was giving me a frozen pie to thaw out. But when she opened the freezer, it was full of food, full of food. None of the food came from the grocery store. I'm not kidding around. I'm not making this up. Everything in there was a half a ham, a half a turkey, a, a pie, Ziploc this and foil that. It was serious. And I've even heard of people telling me that this particular woman has fallen out with people at her Pequino club over the leftovers. You know, hospitality can get dangerous and it can cause splits in friendships. And that's not a joke, but it is funny because it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. But anyhow, well, the 30-year-old guy, I went online and I was looking at it and I saw a picture of him He's a big dude. He's a real big dude. And I'm not talking about big buff. I'm talking about big like he is there to collect leftovers and he's eating them sandwiches. I'm telling you, look at the website. I'm going to provide the link and I want you to hashtag Loaves and Fishes Ministry. We're going to send a shout out to the family of the man who was shot, who is 45 year old, Carlos Antonio Gordon, his family is grieving. So we do want to send a shout out. I defend him. I say he should have got the lunch. He should have been able to keep it. I think he should have been able to have that lunch and go on about his day. It was not a problem, not a problem. Everybody, hospitality isn't for everyone. You have to have a heart. You have to have the heart for service. Honestly, you have to have that. It is essential. So that's what we're going to do. Pray for the family and pray for the ministry. Hey, and also while we're talking about prayers, I want you to also pray for my personal friend. Her name is Rochelle Florio, and she is one of the original housewives from way, way, way back in the day. Before Cookie, she was Magic's boo thing. BC, that's before Cookie, okay? I love Cookie. Hey, Cookie. Anyhow, Rochelle, she recently had a massive stroke, and I want to pray for her and let everybody know that she is worthy of you reaching out. Tag her On her Facebook page, Rochelle Florio, I'll provide you with the link, hashtag the real first lady. Let her know I sent you. That is a prayer shout out to her. She is a wonderful lady, super fantastic. She used to be the original original boss lady and so check her out she's still running things she says she can't wait to get back in her heels uh watch out (laughs) watch out if she get back in her heels oh she's shutting it down she's shutting it down also Joyce, my friend, Joyce, she's in Riverside and she's having a lot of issues right now. They want to cut up on her. You know how people want to cut up on you when you have a problem. She don't want to get cut up on. So I'm shouting out to Joyce. She's my prayer warrior. If I call her at two o'clock in the morning and I say, hey, the devil is messing with me. She will wake up out of her bed and she will start speaking in tongues. And the devil, whoo, honey, he will be gone, gone by the end of that conversation. So we want to pray for my friend Joyce. I don't really have her information on Facebook, but I did get that information. Also, these are some of the comments that I received on social media, Facebook, Instagram, things like that. And so I'm going to share those comments with you before I get into the email questions that I'm going to answer. So one of the comments that I received, and it was From someone who I actually haven't seen in over 25 years. Her name is Memory. And that's when I was at Fort Wainwright, Alaska. I was in Alaska. That's uh, Fairbanks, Alaska, at Fort Wainwright. Memory. And she said, Hey, you, I'm listening to your podcast. I love it. Keep up the mission. You have a purpose, and I'm proud of you. Thank you, Memory. And also, Kim, we went to church together way back in the day at 11166 South Broadway in South Central. Kim, she said, oh my goodness, Uh uh-oh, that's what Kim said, Uh uh-oh, you spilling the tea, I love it. I did not realize you were a first lady. We lost touch after I went into the service. And she is also a veteran. Shout out to Kim. Thank you for your service, girl. We have a comment from Ashton, San Diego, California, police officer, boss lady. And this is what she had to say. You will bring about much needed candidness and transparency. Uh, The world needs more of it. Thank you, Ashton. And comment from Buffalo, New York, uh, Mara and she said I listened twice it was beautiful you spoke the truth on everything and mara she is a beautiful young woman and I love her dearly she has three daughters i adopted her and her three children and she's also getting ready to have a son coming any day now and she was at the congregation that i was in in texas on fort bliss so shout out to her she's in Buffalo New York I don't know too many people in Buffalo New York but Niagara Falls is there so those are the comments that I received I got another one from a guy coincidentally and he actually did what I asked him to do his name is Timothy and he's from El Paso Texas Hootie who and he said I just listened to uh, all the audio on Spotify. I like the content for sure. I can't wait to hear more about the church issues. Thank you, Timothy. Yeah, he was a really nice Uber driver. He was, he was very, very helpful. And if, i if I could recommend him to somebody I would, but you know, I think it's kind of random, but anyhow, lastly, before I get to the questions, this one really touched me deep. Um, It's from a lady. She is now in San Diego, California. Her name is Kima. She was a member of Grace Gospel, where I was the first lady on Joint Base Lewis-McChord in Lakewood, Washington. And she wrote, first of all, let me say, I am so thankful to hear from you. I think of you all the time. And every time the kids have something of accomplishment, I want to tell you, it never crossed my mind to look for your email. I appreciate you sharing your triumphs and trials. I listen to all of your audio and will continue to do so. My favorite has been the hospitality and he- hearing about what it truly is. I am heartbroken to hear some of the things you have gone through since Grace, but on a positive note, it has brought you to that place, this place, this time, this season to share. I pray that all the, those who need to hear will find their way to this podcast. You have always been discerning and transparent, and these are just some of the things I love about you. Thank you, Kima. Kima, she was really special. She's a chocolate Beautiful chocolate woman, my mole sister. You know, she has a mole and it's on her lip. She's very distinctive looking, beautiful chocolate, like me. I said that twice. Mm. Anyway, so she was over the praise dance, and that was the gift to me when I left. Was her and her daughters, they did a praise dance for me to Kirk Carr for Every Mountain. It was beautiful. I cried through the whole thing and every time I listen to it, I think of her and the gift that she gave me. So I haven't spoken with her, seen her or anything and probably about nine or 10 years. So it's a blessing to me to know that the seed that I planted did grow and that maybe perhaps it will continue to grow. That was a blessing to be able to to hear that, sometimes you don't get to know that you've affected someone's life in a positive way. So that's what I have to say about that. So I have San Diego, California, San Diego, California, El Paso, Texas, Fort Wainwright, Alaska, Joint Base lewis McCord in Lankwood, Washington, South Central. Hey, Riverside, I'm winning a little bit, right? Got a lot more work to do, though. Now, I'm getting ready to get into the questions. I'm going to answer about three if I have time. I don't want to go over, but there are some questions that I received on email, and I'm going to share those with you. So my grandmother used to tell me, she used to give me this advice, Write it down. That's the secret she used to tell me. And it's from Habakkuk 2 and 2. Here I am, a grown adult now, and I'm relying on this secret. I'm sharing it with you. Habakkuk 2 and 2 says, write the vision down and make it plain on a tablet. For the vision awaits an appointed time. It testifies at the end and does not lie. Though it lingers, wait for it since it will surely come and will not delay. See, send in your emails, write down your thoughts, share your triumphs. If you're a first lady, former first lady, chaplain's wife, if you want to share, my listeners would love to hear from you. If you're a pimp, prostitute, saint, sinner, you too have something to contribute. I have many, many hats. Write it down. Make it plain. It works. I promise. Okay, so the first question that I receive is from a lady named Jennifer T., She's from Mobile, Alabama. I know a lot of people in Mobile, Alabama. One of my homegirls, she's from Cali. She moved to Alabama, uh, Mobile specifically. That's where she got her man. And uh, she lived happily ever after. She just passed away last year. And I know that she's resting in peace. She was happy with him. Ladies, get out of Cali, man. You can't find no decent one there, for real. Anyway, go south. South, south, south. Um, But the question that she had for me was really a personal question. I did decide to answer the question. I did think about it. I still really kind of don't know how to answer it. But she asked me, why did you choose to stay with a controlling, emotionally abusive man who was carrying on in that way? So I have a biblical, spiritual answer. And it comes from Psalms 39, a Psalm of David, and it reads, I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. I was dumb with silence. I held my peace, even from good, and my sorrow was stirred. My heart was hot within me while I was musing the fire burned. Then I spake, I, with my tongue, Lord, make me know mine end and the measure of my days. That's the spiritual answer. And that's really, really real. Uh, That's, it was hard it was kind of tormenting to sit there painfully i should say and not really be able to say a lot of things or do anything um unfortunately when you uh, the, a pastor uh it just makes it easy for them to cover up if they're abusive anyway so to anyone that's on the outside They're going to see the representative, just like I saw the representative when we met, the chaplain, the sincere, open, kind, good natured gentleman, all that good stuff. Um, I was raised to believe in, uh, not in dissolution, but resolution rather. And so I remember as a child, my mother used to always tell me to address my issues to the Lord. She used to say, pray about it, pray about it. And that's what it was, you know, uh, so I, about 10 years in when he started to twist the truth of the scriptures and he started to project his strongholds on me, you know, I, I really felt that, you know, the behavior was getting a little out of hand. And when I started to stand up for myself, he started to label me as not being submissive and, when I started to see that it was affecting my mind, especially how I related to other people and also to my relationship with God, it just really started to spill over into those areas. Uh, I just knew that I had to get on my knees and pray and ask the Lord to show me a way. And so I never lost trust in myself or the voice of the Lord that is within me. I had to keep a really, really tight net around my thoughts You know, I come from a long line of strong black women and Elizabeth one and my mother being another. And so my uh, response is that it's not possible for anybody, a husband, a wife, a boyfriend, girlfriend. If you are a Christian and you have not submitted yourself to the father, then you are going to be abusive more than likely to the person that is supposed to be significant to you because you can't really physically uh abuse somebody physically abuse someone without really damaging them on the inside you know their inner being so i forgive him he's flawed he's a flawed human being in need of deliverance and i have moved on i'm going to let god deal with it his divine intellect Any of the other first ladies that are out there, if you're dealing with anything such as this, stay on your knees, but in the right way. Okay. Second question is coming from, let's see who this is from. This is from um, Sonia, who is in Covington, Georgia. That's also military people in that area. I have family in that area as well. Um, She asked the question, uh, she says, and this is almost completely unedited, almost. My husband, 68, uh, ran into a 38-year-old ex-member of her church. She says she found out about it, that they had lunch. She was angry, and uh, she told him that, She wanted to confront this woman. He told her that it wasn't necessary and that he was just being nice and being a listening ear. Okay. So now that is a question that I'm going to answer, but it's, it's a really tricky one though, because right now we're in a pandemic. So my concern would be, why are you out in public and not social distancing You need to be in the shower, first of all, number one, every time you come through this door, if you're going to be out there like that. That's the first thing you need to be concerned about. The second thing is, right now, because it's a pandemic, everybody is contesting for resources these days, okay? So are you concerned about the fact that she's younger, that she had a free lunch? Did he pay for it? Um... Is he taking food out of the mouth of your children, of your home? I mean, you said he's 68. What is your age? But nonetheless, whatever the case may be, do not confront or bother that woman, period. Deal with your man. I know plenty of men, plenty of men that are paying rent, rent paying deacons and ushers too, female ushers, male and females. They do that. They do that. Okay. When you get to a certain age, you are only as good as your options, right? So if he's cheating around or messing around, if that's what you're suspecting, look for every rat that you see, there is 50 more that you don't growing up. We used to call them tricks or vets. Okay. Now they have Cialis and Viagra and everything else. You better stay up on your game, girl. I have time for just one more question. And this question is from um, Jonathan P. in Richardson, Texas. I know Richardson, Texas. That's right around the Dallas area, it's a suburb of Dallas. Um, And the question is Can sex offenders go to church to seek help because? cousin was kicked out of the church after he repented and confessed to the pastor and he wants to know if that's right and I say yes it most certainly is and I say kudos to that pastor and I'm gonna tell you why the church is supposed to represent safety healing protection that's what it's supposed to represent a place of refuge every legitimate church should be structured properly and what i mean by that is that there are rules and regulations just like there's rules and regulations anywhere you go school driving anywhere there's rules and the church has rules they have bylaws that's what it's called um and the bylaws are supposed to Uh, Lay out the consequences and the procedures, uh, due process, if you will, if you have concerns as far as that's concerned. But the church constitution and bylaws, those are legal documents and they are usually posted or supposed to be posted. I would recommend that they're posted, but they're very rarely read or even understood or even adhered to. And is created by the board of directors and they determine that. So with that being said, I have seen this happen many times. It's not the ones that you know, it's the ones that you don't know. We had an associate minister one time who sat in the pulpit every Sunday and he was widely known for his transgressions in the congregation and in the community. Um, and, and I had to, uh, complain to my husband pastor then that it wasn't right for him to continue to sit there, that he needed to be sat down. I mean, that was just not a good look at all. And I fought for that because it was horrible. It was horrible, not a good look, but in reference to this, he used to Teach the little girls, the teenagers that were getting their driver's licenses, how to drive and little stuff like that. So, you know, it's not okay. I don't know what he was doing, but I just don't think it's okay for people who are known for such transgressions to have access to people who are underage. So my baby sister, she's an author and she wrote a book called Journey. Um, and I'm going to provide the link for you. You know, the sheep, they graze from the soil. That's my baby sister. So I'm going to start there. You know, goats, they graze off top. They chop the heads off of everything. I'm going to go the way it's supposed to, which is from the soil. Okay. So she addresses some of these issues in her book. It's available on Amazon And I'm going to invite her on one day when she gets time. But uh, the book is, let's say, it says here specifically, I want you to know that it says it's sure to reach the core of your very being. Ignite the flames of deliverance and healing in your life. It's easy to read, straightforward, holds barred, none. That's how we do it. She said it's the keys to your freedom. And I know that it is because I've read it myself. And she says that you'll be able to recognize what it is to look like, what it looks like to be preyed upon and how to escape depression, loneliness, and thoughts of suicide. And she guarantees that once you pick up the book once and read it cover to cover, you're going to read it twice. That's her guarantee. So for me, I think that the pastor did the right thing. Honestly, that's the answer to the question for me. Yes, it's legal. Bylaws, Constitution. There you have it. The first episode of Dear First Lady. So keep those emails coming. Let me know what you want to talk about. I'll talk about it with you. We'll discuss it. Think of me as your personal First Lady. If it's in the book, you know we can talk about it here. (laughs) For more information about me, if you like this episode or you have a comment, visit me, goingpublic.live. Email me at therealfirstlady at gmail.com. If you have something on your mind, let it off. Voice message me 24 7 one 832 Lady, please show a simple demonstration of love. Subscribe, like, follow, and share. You can trust me to be honest with you. And I promise, if you listen to only half of what I tell you, I guarantee you'll be in first place. If you feel inclined to support this podcast, please see the link provided in the show's notes. Thank you for listening. Blessings.